Sometimes faith can feel as cold as winter, and it can look as dark as winter too. I grew up in the cold in Wisconsin, so I understand being physically cold. But I also understand being spiritually cold, feeling distant from God because of depression, because of sickness, because of friends dying. I feel distance from God often, and I used to fight those feelings, but now I embrace them, and I sit with them. Winter Faith has become my new home. So I created the Winter Faith Podcast because sometimes faith feels like winter. So I've never really done yoga. I've done a few um, a few sessions like with Dom. And then I think I've done like some of the P90X yoga, which was like super intense and super hard and not a beginner thing, but I have found, and this is what I want you to speak about. I have found like at times when I've done yoga, when it's a guided kind of teaching, um, yoga, it really taps into like um, my emotions Mm -hmm. in ways that obviously weightlifting does not. Mm-hmm. And, um, or even running, you know, even running and playing basketball, like it, it can, but it's just something about, you know, that yoga and healing. And yeah. I'm curious what, what your experience is and what you think about, about that. Yeah, it definitely is different. Um, yoga, the practice of yoga. So I always tell clients, um, the word yoga, it means if you translate it, it literally means to yoke and to unify. And so you are bringing together your whole being in one practice. And it's the, the practice is ancient. It's been around for thousands of years and many cultures, it's kind of trans like kind of translated through, but it comes from the East. And so this Eastern practice of unifying your mind, your body, and your spirit. And so, um, not only is it a physical practice, but it does go into your internal world, your emotions, your breath, your energy, your thoughts, um, and really your spirit, your core essence. So I really love that you have kind of tasted that already. And mm-hmm. just the exposure you found that it is different than lifting weights and working out. Um, and another thing that, um, that I heard you say is a guided, like a guided mm-hmm. class. So, mm-hmm. Another thing that's different too, is that when you're in a yoga class, you are being guided, but you're also in a relationship now to that instructor, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're not alone in your practice. Like where I go for a run, there's no one saying right, left, right, left, right, left, right. Like I just go, it's just me and the, and nature. Right. But when I'm in a yoga class, I'm tuning in to that instructor's voice. I'm trusting her. I'm counting on her or him, depending mm-hmm. on the teacher. I'm counting on them, right, to to lead me mm-hmm. and to take care of me and to know what what the next step is. And so, not only now are we tapping into our internal world, but we're talking about attachment and relationship and how do we trust that process. So that's why I use it for therapeutic, um, the therapeutic nature, because not only is it a relationship to myself, a relationship to my body, a relationship to my emotions, my soul, my spiritual practice, but it's a relationship to another person that I'm trusting. 
And that's a big trust, like to, to allow my body to lay down on a mat and close my eyes. I have to really trust you. Hmm. So I guess the other thing that I also was thinking is just how much of like my own spiritual journey with like, like my therapist and some like men's groups that I've done is how like connecting our head and heart and how men, but I'm sure it's true for, for many, many women too, like how difficult we have a hard time, like being in our body, like, we, like men, like we're in our head, but we're yeah. not in our like heart and we're not in our body. And then if we are using our body, it's like competition. Like I'm trying to like beat you at basketball. Yeah. And so that's, I guess the other thing is like how, um, how we embody like spirituality mm-hmm. and, and, and how often we don't do that. Yeah. And yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I think that's a cultural thing too. I don't know, yes. but I, I think, I think men are taught not to live and not to even tap into their emotion and maybe they get to have anger, but that's it. Right. And cause that's performative and I look tough and this toxic masculinity culture that we often find ourselves in. Right. Um, but yeah, it definitely connecting the head and the heart. And then I even go deeper to connecting the gut. Right. And then even deeper okay. to being the pelvic floor and then even deeper to connect your feet. Right. So now it's not just head and heart. We're connecting our whole physical body. Um, and that's what I teach in yoga for healing. So what does it mean to like connect to your gut? I'm really interested. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I teach that in yoga for healing. I break it down. And I mean, your gut is your first brain. It houses 70% of your immune system. Right. Um, so when our gut is off, our gut health is off it affects our entire body, right? Our appetite, our sleep cycle, our immune system, um, our drive, our desire, our motivation, our intrinsic motivation now is diminished. And it's actually where you hold your fire. So I also blend in earth elements um, to the um, yoga teaching portion of my class, but like your fire is in your gut. So if your fire is out, we're going to feel depressed. We're going to feel low energy. We're not going to have a lot to give. We're not going to feel very motivated, right? If my fire is too strong, I might feel all of that anger and that rage. And I might feel very chaotic and all over the place, like anxiety even. Mm -hmm. So um, it's not that, you know, it can be big, it can be small. So it's like knowing that right range for you of what gives you that alignment in your life. But your gut from just a physical standpoint, it carries so much of our health. And, you know, when that, that's our immune system. So like, if that's not on board, it's going to affect our whole body and the health of our body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just real practical for me, it's like, Oh, my gut is where cancer was found. So how can yoga for healing and and what you teach, you think benefit maybe somebody like me or just somebody who's sick in general? Anybody. Yeah, really. It's, it's anybody. It was, it's, it's, you know, I blend the ancient practice of yoga and yoga philosophy and then spirituality and psychology all in one class. So we hit it. It's for everybody, but for you specifically, I would imagine that coming back to your body is scary Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. trusting that your body has goodness is probably scary. Trusting that innate goodness and trusting that ability for it to heal and to rejuvenate and to replenish and nourish when there's been cancer, like this foreign thing that's attacking you, right? So now that's internal, I can't see it. So that loss of control and how do I engage my body? How do I even show up in my bones? 
how do I lay and trust that my, my gut's not against me? Mm-hmm. And I also teach a trauma, this is trauma informed. So mm-hmm. ca- cancer aside, this same conversation would happen for someone like uh, who's uh, had abuse. Yeah. Who's had trauma, right? Uh, someone who's gone through psychological trauma. How do I trust that my reality is real? How do I trust that my body is going to come through for me? Mm. Right. And so that, that's what we're asking. When we, we live embodied, we're saying my body is, I'm online, I'm present, I'm fully here. I can access all of me. Mm. There's no part of me that's disconnected. I'm all together. I'm unified. Right. Mm-hmm. Why would we want to be unified with something that feels dangerous? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, right. Our brains are smart. We're going to protect ourselves. So we might disconnect from our gut. And if that part has to get radiation and chemo, I might disconnect from that. That feels too da- dangerous. That's too scary. I'm going to cut that off. I'm going to pretend like it's not there. Right. I'm going to isolate my mind body connection. So now my, my mind body connection might go from head, throat, heart, but it's not going below the rib cage. Mm-hmm. Right. right? Then that's yeah. going to affect how I show up in my body and how I show up in many aspects of my life. Man, that's really beautiful. I think I take a lot of encouragement from that. Thank you. Um, So let's let you do a little commercial. So tell us about your classes, where, you know, website, social media, um, what, what do you offer? Yeah. So I'm really passionate about holistic well-being um, and how we show up well in the world, well in our bodies. And I'm body, I do body oriented work. So um, I do body, soul, spirit, the whole framework, but I really start with the body because it gets so, it's so underserved um, in our population and it's very underserved around spirituality. So my heart is to merge spirituality with embodiment practices because um we just don't get that. That's kind of foreign language and cult in the church culture and in the Christian community. And actually a lot of people attack Eastern practices and say they're like demonic or bad or wrong or satanic. And it it actually embodiment practice is are found in scripture. So if we look at the word, we'll see that like God teaches us to take care of our body and to honor. And it's the temple of God. And like, how do we steward that? And so if we believe the Holy spirit lives inside of our bodies, right? Then we access God through our body, right? Not through our mind or through just scripture um, or through another person. So it becomes very, very personal and sacred. So for me, that's what I've, that's what yoga for healing is about is how do I safely come home to my body and through the body, how do I connect to my core identity as beloved, Mm, mm. as a child of God, as a daughter, as a son, as secure, as whole, right? As loved, right? How do I come home to that identity and rest in that despite what's happening in my world? Mm. So that I always have a temple. I always have a well of living water that I can go to and drink from anytime, anywhere, any place. Right. So that's what I'm really passionate about. And so that's yoga for healing, but I'm also finishing my counseling degree. I'm seeing clients now for that my last year of my practice, my degree is um, clinicals and practices. So I have my own business that I've been seeing clients started out as a dietitian, yoga teacher, and I just added on counseling. So I do counseling work and somatic focus therapy where we're working with the body, mind and spirit. Um, and then I teach yoga in the community. So jennalittle.com is my website. All my information is there. And then Jenna Little Wellness on Instagram. And I try to be pretty active up there. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. 
Yes, you're welcome. Thanks for chatting. <laughs> I didn't, um, that, that was perfect. That was perfect. I didn't realize you were doing, um, so you, you have a master's in counseling too? Yeah. So okay. I, I have a master's in nutrition. I'm a registered okay. dietitian. So I started okay. out as a dietitian. Over yeah, yeah. Ago, became a yoga teacher about six years ago. Thanks for listening to the show today, everybody. I just want to give a few shout outs. Today's music, the one and only Josh Cleveland. Today's artwork and all the winter faith, artwork and digital design, Dominique Montaigne. The intro was done by Scarlett Fox. And I am just grateful to be creating and editing this podcast. My name is Andy Frazier. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Winter Faith Podcast. Subscribe subscribe on all those platforms. And also we are on Patreon if you would like to support the show. And also leave a review on iTunes at The Winter Faith Podcast. Thanks for listening and we will see you next week.